Welcome to the Self, Body and Fuel podcast with Sally Brower, episode number two. Today we're talking running, injuries, how to deal with failure, what goes through the mind of an elite athlete and plenty more. So even if you're not a runner or have no interest in running, you'll still get a lot of great tips and insights from our guest, Krishna Stanton. Krishna Stanton is one of Australia's greatest long-distance runners. She's a four-time Australian champion, winning the 3,000-metre titles in 1990, 1993, the 15Ks in 1990, and the marathon in 2001. She won a silver medal in the marathon at the 2002 Commonwealth Games and also competed competed in the 1992 Olympics. And if that isn't impressive enough, her silver medal winning time was 2.34.52. And uh, she's my special guest on the podcast today. Welcome, Krish. Thanks, Sal. It's great to be here. Now, first of all, I'm going to give you some maths. So, 2.34.52, you know what I'm going to ask? How many, uh, what time per kilometre? Yeah. And I'm going to tell you, I have no idea because I didn't wear a watch. Didn't Um, you? No. And I think that's one of the things compared to today is that that my best runs have been without a watch so even my very last marathon on the gold coast in 2016 the guys are still laughing at me forgot to start it you know really a bit down the track thought i'll you know oh i haven't started it so i think sometimes it's just better to run how you feel and not get caught up in um, what i'm doing per kilometer Um, because my first marathon in 2001 I started off and I was running beside a guy who was doing the 10K and I didn't realise. And as we got into the botanical gardens in Sydney, he said, okay, all the best. And I looked at the clock and it said 35.47 and I went, oh, my gosh, I've done it now. I'm going to blow up. But I obviously didn't. I just tried to regroup and... Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about that because this is my all-time favourite story. So when you went to the Commonwealth Games and you won that silver medal, how many marathons had you run? One. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it's a fantastic um, story of, um, I guess, friendship um, really because I'd been at the AIS in Canberra for 10 years and my dear friend, Kerith um, Duncanson, Naylor now, um, she said to me, before you retire, you have to run a marathon or let's do a marathon together. And her husband had done the 2000 Olympic course marathon as a trial for the Olympics. They had a marathon then. And she said she'd had twins um, 18 months before. She said, let's do um, a marathon together before we finish. And I went, okay. So we set a program and yeah, about six weeks out, she said, we're not running this together. Um, she said, you're running too well. So yep. And I qualified for the Commonwealth games in that marathon. And I thought, oh, they won't pick me because I'm too old and I haven't really been running, um, as in elite track running or anything like that. And yeah, they picked me. Oh, this like I only found out about this um, last year when we were talking, and you were I think then you were training for the Gold Coast, were you? Yes. And uh, I, and you were stressing about running the Gold Coast Marathon, and I said, um, oh, you'll be fine. Like, how many is this for you? Thinking you'd say, oh, you know, this is my fortieth marathon, sort of thing. And you said, no, this is only my third marathon. And I went, what? What do you mean? <laughs> She, you said, yeah, that when I went to the Commonwealth Games, that was the second marathon I'd ever run. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> Who does that? Well, just... I, think, I think it was um, a blessing in a way, but I also do think that it, was pr- it probably was my or is my event. I just found mm. it really late. So I started out as a track runner and, you know, as you get older, they say you get a bit slower, so you go longer. Yeah. So it was – but what I find with the marathon is that I don't necessarily – have the speed anymore but I can keep going at a certain pace and I think that that's probably that endurance is probably one of the things that um is you know 
means that I would would have made a a better marathon runner than I probably did on the track but I just didn't find it till till very late because it's pretty disappointing you know only four Australian records on the track (laughs) isn't it yeah that's um no that is just but but also just going back to that the when I went into like the Sydney Marathon, I remember Kerith saying to me, like she's a dietitian and she sort of um, told me what I need, really needed and her husband was at about the 30K mark and we were going to have flat Coke Yeah. and her and I would stayed together before the race and we'd carbo-loaded so much mm. that we neither of us could move. We couldn't <laughs> even fit in a bagel the morning of the run and I just remember thinking, oh, I'm told that you're meant to feel like you put on a bit of weight on the starting line. I'm telling mm. like I just could not eat another bit of white carb or yeah. a fit in another banana and then halfway through the race I I was realizing that all that was so beneficial and then I was thinking oh so I've got coke um oh no I had one gel and I lost it fell out of my top uh. and then when I got to um where Rick was he wasn't expecting me that early so I missed him uh. and ran straight past so I guess what I'm trying to say I was so naive that I just was going with whatever anyone told me, you know, <laughs> just, I should or shouldn't be doing. Yeah. It just seems so funny that you go and you sign up for a marathon because your mate wants to do a run with you and you qualify for the Commonwealth Games yeah. and then you go and get a silver medal. Well, that was just like a a bonus because I I actually shared a room and was in the same team as Karen McCann and Jackie Gallagher and I'd been running against those girls since we were teenagers. Yeah. And so I just, my goal was people often said I couldn't run a marathon because I'd get injured. Um, and so for me, I was just so determined if I got picked that I was going to be on that starting line yeah. healthy. Um had lots of advice and mentors, but I basically coached myself and with the, you know, Kerith and I um, sort of telling, talking to each other each week about what we were doing. And I just basically copied everything Karen did. She'd done 19 marathons and she did my water bottles for me, like whatever she put in hers, she put in mine. And when she ate, I ate. It was like, and um, it it is funny now thinking about it, but I was just, um, you know, like that um, naive, you know, young, well, not so young, but yeah. like I was just naive and I just was, everything was a bonus. I'd made it to the starting line and whatever happened was just going to be fantastic anyway. I was just going to be happy that I yeah. got there and was running with them and then the results was were a bonus. Yeah. Well, and I've said this to you before, I still think you're naive as to what you've achieved and like, I still don't think you realise how amazing that is, a- a- all your achievements, not just the silver medal. But... Well, well, maybe I hope maybe my dad might listen to this, but I think it's part of my upbringing because, you know, small town, country yeah. girl. Yeah. And, you know, dad was very much into, you know, you don't speak about what you've done. You're just a quiet achiever. And yeah. I was pretty shy. And, you know, I finished the Commonwealth Games um, in uh, the tri- the marathon in Sydney and Dad's friend saw a picture in the paper in Sydney and he said, oh, your daughter won the Sydney marathon. And he goes, oh, oh okay, and he <laughs> rang up and talked to him. He goes, oh, I guess she can run a bit. You know, he was joking, but it's just the thing we have that yeah. he just says, oh, you know. And I just think that... I sort of like the way that we were brought up yeah. like that. But, yeah. um, and I, I just think, I guess now it's just a blessing that I can run. So I, I treat it like that. Yeah. Do you remember coming up to me? I did a, um, it must have been a Facebook video. I did something and it was about learning how, it was for beginner people. Oh, yeah. Learning. To love running, I think it was called. And you came up to me the next day and said, oh, Sal, I missed your Facebook chat. I really wanted to see it. And I was thinking, which one is she talking about? And I said, no, oh, the, the one last night, that was learning how to lo- love running or something. Yeah. And you said, yeah, I really wanted to see it. And I went, 
Oh my God, Krishna, <laughs> I think you got that down pat. I don't think you need to watch that video. But um, No, but I, I think what it is is I love what you do because I've been in the situation where I haven't loved running because of mm. injuries or having yeah. to start from scratch again. Mm. And, and I guess motivating people or instilling in people a love of exercise and running. So you think what I do, you know, wow. But I think, oh, wow, mm. how many people you can um, impact or, you yeah. know. Yeah, I think you win that one. Mm. <laughs> um, okay, so did you ever think, so you've just um, qualified for the Commonwealth Games, did, and you were happy just to get there, Yeah. did you think that you would have a podium finish? Like, did it ever enter your mind that it was a possibility? Never, never. Yeah. So I guess what has happened in my career, I've been to or qualified for lots of major championships and things have, haven't gone my way. So lots of things have gone wrong, like Olympics, um, Commonwealth Games, the um, in Victoria, Canada, I got a bacterial infection in my toe, Epstein-Barr virus, chronic fatigue. Oh, and we spoke about that, didn't we? Yes. Yeah. But And sometimes, you know, Friends have said, oh, you should write a book. And I said, no one would believe it because so many things just didn't go right. Whereas with this Commonwealth Games, it was like if I can make it to the starting line and I've been consistent day in, day out for months, I think 16-week program Kerith and I planned, um, then you know what? Who knows what can happen because um, I'm not um, – I'm mentally tough. So if I was in a position to – um do anything um you know it would be like i'd be happy with it is what i'm trying to say but yeah. i did never think that i was going to be in the league to get a medal yeah at all yeah um which is so good to hear because so many times we hear of you know these athletes and they had a vision and they visioned themselves on the podium and you know their dreams came true but um it's so good to hear of the struggles and the hardships and failing so many times um, yeah. and it just brings the realness to it. Well, you know? um, so many times I tried to explain it like that I used to have this bright, like a light and every time I'd, I'd get, you know, um, I'd qualify, um, you know, I qual qualified for the 88 Olympics and, you know, then my I ended up with a fracture in navicular um, in my foot just before the team left. And it's just like things like that, um, just that I'd just say the light would just get a bit dimmer and then mm. I'd go, okay, I'm going to make a comeback and or try and get fit again. And then something crazy would go wrong, like a spider bite at the Olympics and I can't walk on my foot, you know, yeah. five days before my race, yeah. that sort of thing. Just um, so the Commonwealth Games silver medal, meant more to me than anything of the other races I've run because it took so much I guess the roller coaster ride to get there and there were more definitely more downs than ups and yeah. so it just meant more that that like I know at the end I still watch the video and I sort of didn't punch the air I just had my fist clenched and I went oh my god, god. you did it yeah. you know you made it and yeah. there were so many people that probably that doubted my not so much my ability but as my dad once said you got the motor of a BMW and the chassis of your Datsun Stanza you yeah. know the yeah. motor was always there just other things you know would break down on the way yeah so yeah I, I think even in life it's just like every it's not easy and yeah. so if you really want to um achieve something or for me running makes me the best version of me yeah. then you do pick yourself up and dust yourself off and go okay let's go again yeah and it, and it wasn't all the mistakes i've made but you know yeah things that just happen that you don't deserve or expect yeah either. and how hard was it for you with injuries to say like at any stage did you go you know what all this has happened I'm just you know it's not working out for me I'm just gonna retire from running did you have those thoughts or were you always going you know what I'm gonna try again yeah for so long I just did 
say, um, I'll try again. I think the worst injury was the navicular stress fracture. Um, they did a bone graft and they put it in the wrong place. So that was three months in plaster and on crutches. And oh, so, wow. and then they had to redo the operation. So that's that was two years out, 88 wow. to 1990. And out of those two years, I probably spent 12 months in plaster on a, or on crutches. And I look think back now and I don't think there was one time where I didn't think I would was going to give up. I thought about triathlons or some other um, way that my, I guess, my body, my frame would hold up to the training. And so I, then I started cross-training. But I was pretty determined or had belief that I did have some ability and it wasn't it was worth trying again to keep going yeah yeah um now I'm assuming since you didn't have a coach and you're relying on your mate to tell you what to uh, <laughs> eat and drink during the runs that you wouldn't have had any sort of uh, sports psychologist or anything like that. Well, I did back in the. I did. No, not back at the in my track days. I did. Right. Yeah. And I remember that, but I only really saw him twice. Yeah. Um. And so that was actually before the Olympics in '92. Right. And I had to – one of the hard things with Australian track and field is you, you have to really keep proving yourself. It's like yeah. when they don't select people that deserve to be selected. So I, in those Olympics, I had to qualify before I left the country. So I had to prove to them that I was worthy to be in the A in the B squad for the Olympics and may get selected. So I had to run a time of 8.56 on for what to to get out of the to get funding but to, 856 for what oh 3000 meters sorry right. so i was um in Jeez. trying for the 3000 meters for the olympics yeah and so that had to be done at a track no spectators not a race and i had to do a time trial yeah. so that was the time when i go if i don't do it i don't get the funding to try and get to the olympics yeah. so i remember yeah just um seeing a sports psychologist and him helping me just to learn to focus on and the hard bit of a race and I still use it today all right tell us through what's the tips so say if someone was running behind me and they've got the Nike um, swoosh or a logo or something and it's about not thinking about how sore your body is or what's aching or how hard this is or your breathing is actually focusing something else on, on something that's that not see. that you can see right. so whether um now i sometimes do it with the back of someone's shoes if yep. it's the last bit of a race or something and it helps you almost sounds weird but it works get out of your body so your mind if right. you can let your mind drift to that you stop thinking about how hard it is or right what's going so on. you're just looking i like the logo idea so just look at the but what are you thinking when you look well, at the logo? well sometimes it's it's it just i don't know it's whether i'm trying to work out the words or something yeah, but it's okay. almost like what you would do in meditation or a trance type thing it's just like look at that concentrate on keep focusing or look that it's a circle or um what the words the letters okay. mean or what i i sometimes before have made up a if it's just say it said logo l-o or nike n-i-k-e um what like a word Different that starts words. with N or mix oh, them okay, up yeah. or anything that stops you focusing on that your calves are tired, your quads are heavy or yeah. something. And it just takes you out of that body experience sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. Because it's amazing how much, honestly, so much of running is mental. Oh, yeah, And it is, it's about, because anyone, no matter how, whether you're elite, fit, half fit, anyone could stop at any minute. Yeah. Like you just go, it's hard. So it's about going. And one of the other things that I use, and I say it's my own psychology, is I actually think about people who are, whether it's even doing a park run or anything now, I always think about people who have had uh, been through more pain than I've ever been yeah. through whether it's an illness and good friends have passed away and things like that, things that they must have been going through that's far worse than hurting a bit for a certain yeah, amount of time. I do that too. I think of uh, – I always take my mind to war, you know. Yeah. The soldiers, 
you know, World War One in the trenches and you think, I'm going for a run and I'm whinging about sore yeah, legs. Yeah, exactly. Like, get yep. over it. Or I always, um, and at Commonwealth Games, I, it might sound weird, but I, I just adored my grandmother and she lived with us most of my life. And um, she had a stroke and she used to, I moved to Canberra to the AAS and she used to write me a letter every week in the mail, but she'd had a stroke and like the, it was really hard for her to write, but she'd put in there that she did how many laps of the those oh. little circuits, like dragging <laughs> one side. And I thought, yeah. oh my gosh, the determination yeah. and just... I don't know, the resilience of her yes, you know, or something like that. Yeah, when you get something that you can really relate to, it makes a difference, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, to be honest, I often now run for other people, not me. Um, I um, visited my dear friend Karen not long before she passed away. And this is Karen McCann. McCann, yep, who won the gold, the, the gold at um, Manchester and then she went on to win um, – the Melbourne Marathon, and I actually watched the end of that marathon on YouTube before, like the runs that I do now. Um, yeah, 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 just because uh, it just like her coming into that stadium and then seeing what she went through or knowing what she went through with breast cancer. I just I go, oh my gosh, yeah. the same. Why would I be whinging about sore sore legs or you know yeah. my heart feels like it's gonna pop yeah. out of my chest or something. Now I feel like we should never complain about anything no. ever again. Yeah, exactly. Well, we shouldn't, should we? No. Yeah. Um so how old were you at the two thousand and two games? Yeah, thirty five. So we'd 35. taken I'd been running since I was ten. Yeah. So it took a lot of time a lot of years to, to achieve, you know, a medal at a, a championship. But um, you know, I wouldn't change anything even the the hardships or the hard so-called hard times um because I um it's it's made me who I am yeah and you know people don't know there's been huge periods of time like probably 10 years with being diagnosed with celiac disease and having five lots of bowel surgery and all that sort of thing that where I didn't think I could possibly run again you know, was told I shouldn't, and here I am now. Yeah, you know, just about running. to smash it at Boston. Yeah. So cool. let's talk about that. Um, so during, so you're celiac. You've got celiac disease. Yep, I was diagnosed in two thousand and five. So that when did you retire from elite? Well, I I sort of finished Commonwealth Games and went. You know what? I I can't. I'm on a high. Yeah, and I just can't. I can't beat that. I've I've I may not have achieved my potential, but I certainly gave it a good go. And yeah. I just think that was a perfect moment for me to say, I can let it go now. Yeah. And um, but then Karen said to me, let's. Do, let's both aim for Melbourne got the Commonwealth Games. She said, yep. come on, let's do Melbourne together. Not that I would have ever been in her league, but let's do Melbourne together and we'll retire at the same time. So I was actually still training yep. for um, to try and qualify for Melbourne when I got really – I had food poisoning. Just things just went really wrong and couldn't work out what had happened and my body had basically shut down and said – no, you, you've got, you, I can't tolerate it. Something's wrong. I can't tolerate it, gluten anymore. But at first they thought it was Giardia, maybe bowel cancer. Weren't sure. Yeah. Um, lost. But you were sick long time before this too. You had gut issues oh, from way back, didn't you? Way back. So 10 years at nearly at the AIS and I was always anemic. I always, um, I never, was always thin but I always used to eat. Yeah. I used to um, uh, have, yeah, so the iron, vitamin B and calcium because I would get stress fractures and they'd go, you need to eat more. So I'd go, I'd fill out these diaries and I'd be eating, you know, yo- more yogurt, taking Caltrate tablets um, and eating more gluten, obviously. Yeah. And then finally, all, and I always had this as a little girl. I was always really this little stick with this pot tummy. And mum used to say, like, breathe in. Like, cause it just like it, it just didn't match the rest of it. But I was just so basically when I was saw the gastroenterologist, he said, look, you've, you've 
got this gene but you've basically you've triggered it and you've been tolerating your body's been trying to tolerate it for a long long time and you have no lining on your small intestine at all and I don't know how you've been able to run because you just malabsorption of so much so I always people thought I had osteoporosis because I'd get these stress fractures and things but since I was diagnosed um, and there was lots of issues with that there was disease bowel that had to be cut out um, prolapse bowel due to you know trying to still run and things like that um, it, it's just um, one of those I've lost my train of thought now no but I'm it saying, sounds good <laughs> yeah but I, I guess um, it's a lot of a lot of well a massive amount of issues that you're still racing at an elite level yes um on half a tank of fuel really well, I, that's one of the things i i hate when people go oh if only but but dot 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 yeah. if i i do wonder if i had known yeah. and if i hadn't have my training you know hadn't been interrupted so many times like i've had you know, over a dozen stress fractures, like, yeah. you know, small things that would just weather. And now I don't, I train for marathons and I don't even have any yeah. bone issues at all. And my yeah. bone density is really good. So now that I actually absorb mm. my nutrients and food, I've, I haven't felt so, so well, but it's been a bit of a journey. So I definitely yeah. understand when people don't necessarily like running or have to start from scratch because it it you do have to be tough and you do have to be um resilient enough to get through that initial stages till you can actually enjoy a run yeah you know i remember i used to hate running hate it because i'd never done it before yeah and the first time i'd ever really ran was going to the police academy and we had to pass a 2.4k run oh. test a little bit different from a marathon but no, i'll tell but... you what it was a long way back then yeah um and it, and i hated training for it but then once I started getting better at it, that's when you sort of get hooked because you get better and you see your times coming down. You're like, oh, this isn't so bad after all. Yeah, and your body gets used to doing it. So yeah. it is like anything, isn't it? The mm. more you do it, the, the better you, you get, get at it. And yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So let's fast forward a lot of years and start talking about what you're just about to uh, embark on. Is it next week? Uh, I leave next Tuesday for Ooh, Boston. Next Tuesday. So, and the race is what, Sunday? Uh, it's uh, Patriots Day, Monday the 16th of April. Oh. And it's actually, um, it's pretty amazing that I'm allowed to, I was allowed to run this year because each year there's so many, it's, you have to qualify for Boston. Yep. And I did, I qualified in 2016 yep. at the Gold Coast with two hours 59 minutes and 57 seconds so just yeah. made it under three hours and you know I ran that with um good friends um of mine Jed and Dan and we'd all wanted to run under three hours so that was just that was another bonus and then I thought oh, I'd really love I thought that was going to be it because I did yeah. a tribute marathon it was turned 50 I thought I'm going to do it for Karen and Jackie um, who are no longer here. Um, and they were the other two. They got first and third at the yeah. same Commonwealth so Games. We got first, second and third, and it was the first time in 60 years Australia had had the trifecta. So it was a really yeah. special, yeah. special time. And, um, yeah, I'll never, never forget it. And, I'm, and one thing I'd love to share is that Karen had known me for a long, long time. And she, when I crossed the line, there's, and she, we're hugging each other, she was she said, I'm so much happier for you than Aww. even myself because I know what you've been through. And Aww. I was just like, wow. wow. So that was really special. So I thought, yeah. you know what, if I can run again after all the health issues, I'm going to do it. And honestly, that that killed that last 10K. Yeah. absolutely killed. At the Gold Coast. Yeah, to yeah. get under three hours. But that um, – that was just and to to cross the line and Jed and Dan were both there and I think yeah I'm not I think I know Jed got out of the wheelchair and stopped vomiting just to come and <laughs> congratulate me so that was just like it was just a high Amazing. again and I thought oh I can finish on that again now uh, yeah, yeah, yeah and then you know they've sort of the group has kept me motivated and I thought 
oh, I'll try and qualify for Boston. So I was going to try and unfortunately I tore my hamstring 200 yeah. metres before the finish line of um, yeah. 2017 half marathon. So horrible. I wrote an email because my theory is if you don't ask, you won't get and it's not the what you ask, it's how you ask. So I wrote a letter to Boston, a bit of a sob story and asked them would they consider my time from 2016. They said yes, so I thought, you know what, I actually have to do, do this now. So I've never run a major city marathon. Um my one of my really good friends lives in Boston now and I can't wait to go and visit um, Simon and Virginia and James and be on the starting line in Boston with a similar attitude to Commonwealth Games. Yeah, what just, have I got to lose? Yeah. It could be freezing cold, could be snowing, could be raining, but um, I've done as much as I training as possible, working full-time, new job, you yeah. know, as you get old, things just happen, niggles, whatever. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so six yeah. Patriots Day 2016. And if anyone is really interested in running, there's a fantastic um, documentary movie. Just It's called Boston. Matt yeah. Damon's done the um, voiceover for it. And you can buy, um, rent it for $4.99 off iTunes. Right. And it gives you the history. Of right. it. And even my son watched it and Zach said, oh, you know, I get it now. Yeah. So non-runners and runners, it's just fantastic. Yeah, I'll to have see. to watch it. Um, and what's the goal for Boston? Well, um, I know we had this conversation. Um, I am, I realise I and all my friends, I'm a really goal-orientated person. So I'm not necessarily motivated now just to run on my own, but if I'm meeting people, I'll be there unless something's gone wrong. Um, and if I've got a goal, I'll do whatever it, it takes to get there. Um, and I did look up the age group record for my age group in Boston. It's held by Joan Benoit, and she won the first Olympic women's marathon in 84 at Los Angeles. The first female marathon? Yes. Was 84? Yeah. Yeah, in the Olympics. Really? Yeah. And so she... She holds, and she's now running still as a 60-year-old, right. and she ran 250.09. Wow. So As a what? Um, What's 50, the age group? Um, 50 to 54. 50 to 54. What was it again? 250. 50, yes. <gasps> right. so, so that's the goal. Um, no, well, I, I did set that goal. I had a bit of a hiccup. Um, yeah, you did. Yeah, tripped down, slipped down three stairs and hurt my back, and that probably took three three weeks or four weeks out of a, a marathon training okay. program, and that's a lot. But I'm not making excuses. So what I've done, I I did voice. That's what I was actually going to tr- give it a go. Yeah. But I think realistically now, if I can run under three hours, I'll be so happy. Yeah. So um, I've got back on track. Did did what I needed to do, yeah. injection here and, yeah. uh, you know, lots of Pilates and strength <laughs> exercising. I wanted just... to talk to you about Pilates. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, building up my uh, big building quads. Building up quads. Yeah. Trish came up to me <laughs> one day because she's like a little stick, you'll have to Google her, and she said, uh, I put my jeans on the other day and my jeans were really tight and... I did think you were joking to start with. And I went, what, where are they tight? Oh, my quads, because I've been doing Pilates. I went, oh, my God. And my glutes. I finally had glutes. And they were a bit tight. Yeah. Yeah. So she did Pilates. If you want big quads, people, Pilates for two weeks will do the trick, apparently. No, 12 months. Oh, it was two weeks that you'd been started. Um, Okay. So are you doing cross-training at the moment or are you just running? I am just running, but I don't run every day. Um, And it's more a time thing. I was planning on taking long service leave before I got this new job. So I was going to do a bit of cycling, like wind trainer type things. But I run six days a week and have one day off. But I'm doing a lot of... um, those things that I never did as a younger athlete, those like the core strength um, and when I say Pilates and yoga, trying to make sure I stretch yeah. those sort of things because I just I wouldn't be running if yeah. I wasn't doing it and I was being – it's one of those things that 
I think a lot of runners get a bit, you get into a false sense of security that you're okay and mm. you run along and then all of a sudden something goes. Yeah. But I think once I've got to this sort of even, I would say from 35 onwards, you need to make sure you're doing something else yeah and and I honestly would say and and that's only for me running the marathon but I honestly think if you can run three to four times a week and and do a balance training program I think that's a really you know good good um program to follow yep sustainable yep um and what about um, massage or, or any sort of other therapies or yeah. like acupuncture or big advocate of massage? Yeah. Um, and uh, I just I wouldn't be still running at yeah. the level I am. And, and so, how often do you get a massage? Once a week. Oh, do you yeah, once a week? I have been try- yeah. on a weekend. So um, I've had different people, but at the moment I found this fantastic guy at um, Indrapilly Hong. Is yep, his name? Hong. We'll give yep. him a plug. Yep. Hong at Indrapilly. Yep. Um, and I, he's yeah. I can just book okay. in um, on a weekend, and uh, they're open okay. Saturday and Sunday, and I make sure that I either do it after a long run or on Saturday. But I think the the saving grace for me has been um, dry needling, and I've been seeing yep. um, a physio at um, Blaine Delbridge. I'll give him a plug because honestly, if it wasn't for him. I wouldn't be running. So where do we find him? He's at Peak Sports and Spine Centre at Hawthorne. Okay. And a young guy who's an AFL player, but now doing his uh, first Ironman um, for a charity. But um, is he the dry needler? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But he's just um, yeah one of the best physios I've seen, and a real yeah just talented and. Um, we have lots of laughs about how often he's told me I need to do Pilates or core strength uh, and how, it, yes, it does work. But the dry needling has probably been more of a success on me than massage because those tight spots, whether it's my calves, yeah. my glutes or my hamstrings, yeah. it just if you've got someone who's really good at it and they get the spots, then it just seems to release that tightness, stop then stop any ongoing injury. Yeah. Okay, um, so a few quick questions for you. Okay. Have you ever, these are, you've got to be honest. Okay. Have you ever walked in a training run when you weren't legitimately injured? No. No, and on that, I've never pulled out of a race. I've never, even Commonwealth Games 2000 and, um, sorry, 1994, 10,000 metres on the track, I had, Epstein-Barr virus, didn't really know what was going on and I went in there as fast as qualifier and I was like running around that track and tears were coming down my eyes and I thought I will never forgive myself if yeah. I stop and walk off this track. So, yeah, no, yeah. you... Oh, good on you. All right, what do you have for breakfast? Um, my latest, um, I think that I just could not go without it now I have because I have celiac disease I found a brook farm it's called porridge p-o-r-i-j and it's quinoa and brown rice ground brown rice and I just love it it costs it's expensive I wish I was sponsored by them well you never know yeah that's right brook brook farm (laughs) um but their gluten-free cereal muesli and their porridge is fantastic yeah so I have that with blueberries and um yelna vanilla yogurt right and yeah that's I start my day with that now and if I miss it for breakfast because I have I don't know for some reason then I try and I fit it in somewhere, somewhere in the day, the day. <laughs> so do you have that every morning religiously yeah, yeah yep. I do now yep yeah, yeah. yeah. When, once you find Points something up. good you yeah. stick to it don't you and then my funny thing with my new work colleagues I found um soul breads they make the best gluten-free multi-grain bread right. but I toast it and then it's like a slice then, and right. then I put peanut butter and jam, and I take that as my morning tea. It's fantastic. So Soul Breads, I'd love a sponsorship from them because it's Breads, nine, them. $9 a loaf. So Wow. Yeah. Everything's, everything gluten-free is so much yeah. more expensive. Yeah, that's because you're high maintenance, you gluten-free <laughs> people. 
<laughs> I know. I've heard about it, Sal. <laughs> um, okay. Do you have any good books to recommend? Are you a reader? Um, well, I used to be, uh, but lately I, re- well, I read a couple of pages and then uh. I put it down uh, and then I have to read the pages the next uh, night. That's um, old person yes. syndrome. Kathy Kelly, though, the author, I like her books because I like oh, yeah. real real sort of stories. So what does she write about? Um, just like, um, you know, uh, families, like sisters and all that. <laughs> yeah, I know, boring stuff. No, so I don't read. <laughs> families. I, she writes about like, families. Like meaning like things that have happened in families. Like right. it might be. Going you know, to the shops. <laughs> no. So, no relationships and, oh, okay. you know, circumstances and. Kathy Kelly, was yes, it? yeah, but right. I should have I should have read that question and yeah. got some more tips. But actually, this month, Run yeah. for Your Life, Run for Life magazine, running magazine, I might read that because I was interviewed in for Where Are You Now, and there's a there's segment in it, and okay. yes, yeah. So ah. I'm not sure how that'll come across because I had to yeah email the. The uh, answer to the questions back. They might so have edited. Some. I'm sure this podcast will be much better. Yeah. Oh well, that's <laughs> without a doubt. Um, now I think I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Have you ever lost your temper? Me. Yeah, um, I've been teacher. I've taken lots of deep breaths. But have you ever had like a good blow up? <sighs> You know what? I think once. Have you? Yeah, and I think it was over the, a phone, like um, on not being able to talk to someone oh, on the yeah. phone, and it was when I was with three the the company company. I think it was something like that. Yeah, but most normal really, people have. Yeah, I know. Telecom blow ups every day. Yeah, I'm. I'm oh, pretty. Not, I mean, I'm, a full on face to face with someone. No, no, I'm pretty even. You are, aren't you? Yeah, I am. Cause I'm You're a... such a nice person. No, I'm Give not. Give us some nice no, people tips. No. Um, I actually, Here this we go. Is, I found this card this week, uh, last year, and it was in a, it cost me $2, and it's on a brown, you know, just the cardboard with the white writing, and it said, be silly, be yeah. honest, and be kind. And I go, oh, my God, that's my mantra. Yeah. So I just think I know I'm 51 now, but I don't act my age. No. I don't feel 51, and I don't you drink. Don't to, I don't need to drink to be silly. Yeah, and um, I think I'm really honest. You are, and I hope that people would say one day that I'm kind. And that's you are. <laughs> so. You, all, sir. No, I'm not. But you are <laughs> yeah. the love. You really are the loveliest no. person. Yeah, no. you are. And just before when you were talking about how. Uh, you sent an email to the Boston people. Yeah. You know what I would have done? <laughs> uh, I would have got guess... the YouTube clip of me winning the silver medal <laughs> and just forwarded them that and said, put uh, me in. Actually, I the funniest people about my running are my teaching colleagues from Churchy where I used to work. And maybe I'll have to get Tony to watch this, but they used to take the mickey out of me all the time, but in a funny way. And they'd say, if we had a silver medal, we'd, Tony say, I'd be wearing it. Yes. And then when I go through the supermarket or, you know how you have to <laughs> scan, like, it. scan it, he goes, I'd be scanning the medal yeah. and going, you know, coffee know. or whatever. Um, but, yeah. Um, yeah, I think um, one years ago a woman said, um, had a go at me and she said that, um, oh, you're too nice or something. And I went, oh. oh, my God, what a sad world when someone says, oh, you're too nice. How can someone be too nice? And I go, you know what, I think just – I do. I just think this world would be a better place yeah. if people were more kind. But – no, I'm not. I'm far from perfect, that's for sure. But um, I didn't I say just, you're perfect. No, <laughs> <laughs> perfect or too kind. I just think no, you I, are, and you're right. There should be more people. That's what I'm saying. More people should be like you. No, but no, they should be. But actually, nah. so no. Not only runners, I would say to people, how many people are there really that, like I've never met a distance runner in particular Mm. that I don't like or someone who advocates for being 
health and well-being. Yeah. And I, you've got to accept praise too because really they're, they're just de- – um, there's a goodness there. A, like there is a kindness and a goodness because if you do what you do, you have to be like yeah. that. I think the people the, the people that sit behind their computers on social media are the ones that have the problem, you know, with yeah. being open-minded and – not being kind yeah. and being judgmental and once you get out you know and yeah. get out in the real world then you know well even you said to me what's your goal or for boston this was weeks and weeks ago this is before i hurt my hand, leg yeah, yeah. fell down the stairs i'm pretty cum- clumsy <laughs> by the way so but um i remember you saying well what is it and i said oh i haven't really said and she goes, and you said straight out, and this is what I love about you, because I really like people where you know where you stand, because I'm honest too. And you said, well, why not? Like you just look at me and go, like, you idiot. Why, not? why wouldn't you say it? Why wouldn't you put it out there? And I go, yeah, you're right. And so I said, well, wouldn't it be great if I I thought that I'm going to aim to go to run two hours 50? And it is out there. Because yeah. at 51, only running once a day, six times a week, most coaches would go, nah. And yeah. I go, but I could give it a go, couldn't Yeah, that's I? exactly And right. then I think sometimes you need to readjust your goals to mm. make it um, realistic. So I'm pretty realistic. So I – but you never know. You never know. Maybe all those mornings, those long runs in the heat of the – you know, the Middle day summer. here in Brisbane, the marathon gods might give me a few more brownie points or something. That's, well, I would. Who knows? If I was the running god, if I was the marathon god, yeah. I'd give you a few extra. But I, yeah, I, and I just think, you know, going back to the the kindness thing, I think now that I run because I get more out of it by the people that I meet, yeah. the people that I run with because – you know, some of them, the the um, without going into details about them, like I'm, a, they inspire me yeah. to be able to do what they do um, with full time jobs and yes. families and you know high pressured yes. jobs and things like that. I just go, and I'm you're making in motivating me to turn up at five fifteen in the morning or to, you know, coax me into running another marathon when I said that was it, you yeah. know. Um, and I just think that I just, um, since I stopped running, this new, you could say, resurgence of me choosing a goal um, has come from other people um, who th- wouldn't call themselves elite runners. Yeah. They, they're people who love running yeah. and they're just downright good good souls yeah i know it is um it is yeah it is so inspiring you see you know you see elite athletes and you know you think oh you know that's really fast and that's great but if you know someone who's going through a really tough time um or they're really struggling with something and they get out there and they get their butt out of bed at five o'clock in the morning and they turn up for me that's just so much more inspirational because you know the whole background story of it. Yeah, know. exactly. Um, but even just like the everyday, you know, working full time and yeah, having a family, family and, and yeah, and trying to be balance, like having a life balance but still fitting running in because I, I do believe that there's time for exercise and you know when people say I don't have time Mm. those people I go they're the ones that don't have time but they make the time so I think that's a bit of a decision oh yeah but that's a whole nother story let's talk about that next time yes Yes. okay um well thank you so much for spending the time and uh we will catch up again to see you in Boston Yes. Um, all the best. I hate saying good luck because it's got nothing to do with that. Well, in your case, it may be with yes. injuries. And... Well, more with the weather, I actually think. Yeah. So it's snowing. It's forecast to snow this weekend in Boston and um, it's going to be cold. So um, 
Yeah. I just I, I think maybe it's just making sure I'm prepared and um just making the most of getting to that starting line again. Yeah. And um You'll do great. And what a great opportunity just to be at the start line. Yeah, it's it's meant to be a fantastic event and I think you'll you probably can't put a um not so much a price, but you, you know the that element of a major city marathon with all those people and the excitement and yeah and and there's the top Americans that they're trying to run course records and things like that. I I doubt you'll see me on the streaming. Yeah, but um I'll be there. I'm in um, Wave One Corral Five, so wave it's a bit like cattle. But okay. yeah, so, in her purple SBF singlet. Oh yes, no my sponsorship. Yes. Although I hope it doesn't snow, because although you could wear long sleeved with that over the top. Oh yeah, could I did order some arms warmers? Oh, long arms, um, right? Arm warmers. Yeah, yeah gloves. One of those things. It's yeah. a bit hard to believe when we've been running in like. Yeah. But anyway. We'll see what happens and stay tuned. Yes. All right. Well, thank you so much. You're an absolute legend. Thanks, And uh, we'll catch up I again. I don't think so, but... You are. Trust anyway. me, you are. All right, mate. We shall talk again. And it's Sally back here again and hope you guys enjoyed that interview as much as I did learning some more from Krishna and what an awesome athlete she is and just her approach to life and approach to training uh, is just amazing. But to finish with uh, how you can support the podcast and you can get onto the SBF website. We've got new SBF bands there. I'm calling these advanced bands uh, because they're thicker than our previous ones. So they give you more of an intense workout. So there's a heap of free workouts on there as well. You can purchase the bands. We've also got visors, singlets, hoodies, uh, and of course, my SBF favorites recipe book. And uh, I had someone recently had a go at me about the recipe book that there are no gourmet meals in there. And I'd just like to put it out there into the universe that if you want gourmet recipes, then don't come asking me for help. Uh, if you want recipes with a huge list of ingredients and about 15 steps to follow, then I am definitely not the gal for the job. Uh, but if you are like me and you just want something that's super quick, that's healthy, that you just need to use one bowl and you only ever put your oven on 180 degrees, then this recipe book is the one for you. It is a game changer. So you can automatically download that on the website um, as well. So get that. Uh, and finally, I'd love for you to leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher for the podcast. It's simple to do, take less than 30 seconds, uh, and it would make me very happy. So please do that. Uh, and of course, while you're there, you can subscribe as well. So you never miss a podcast. Thanks again for your support. Over and out.